Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider College Podcast. I'm Marty Millard, and uh, we're presented by our good friends down at Firehouse and Docs, Paul Anderson. Uh, thanks for your sponsorship uh, for our college show here. And our Iowa State segment is presented by Size Locker Room, and our Hawkeye segment um, is presented by the Iowa Hawk Shop. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Welcome Mitch McCumber in here. Uh, Mitch, Another good weekend at college football. There's never a bad one. Um, so we're enjoying it. Uh, kind of some little bit of a different schedule this week. But uh, let's go ahead and start in your conference uh, with the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's a couple snoozers. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, starting off on Thursday, uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech um, game could get a little bit different. Any game that's played down um, at VT scares me. Just the atmosphere yeah. and how they – once enter Sandman goes, yeah, all bets are off. So, um, but then really it goes on to to Saturday, and there's there's a couple interesting um, inter matchup games here. Uh, we have Iowa State Baylor, which is a really big one. Mm-hmm. TCU SMU, another good one there. Uh, you have Duke Kansas. That is not a basketball game. It's a <laughs> football game. Both teams three and zero. Both teams, uh, you know, shockingly. Um, you know, yeah. someone's going to have to be four and after this game. It's going to be it's going to be yeah. a, a really good one, good matchup there. Texas, Texas Tech. Uh, you have as as it goes down and get closer to your night games. Um, there's a couple interesting matchups here still. You have K State, Oklahoma. We'll see how good of this uh, this K State bounce back is after their loss to, to the Tulane team. Um, and then I believe that is it. There's a couple teams that have bye weeks. Um, so there's, there's a lot to where the, the big 12 isn't super, super loud with excitement, uh, today are, are this, this weekend, especially with Oklahoma state having a bye week it's kind of, kind of an under the radar one, Texas and Texas tech is a yeah. game that's going to be quiet and people aren't going to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, the, we'll talk about the biggest matchup and that is Iowa state Baylor, uh, mm-hmm. a game that I will definitely be attending Yeah, and, uh, a game that's, you know, is pretty intriguing. I think it's going to be the closest matchup that there is um, so far. Vegas right now, I think, has it as two and a half point spread. Mm-hmm. Just very, very interesting on how this this plays out. Um, you know, for for Baylor, you have Blake Shapen, uh, um, really good quarterback for them. Got him to a two and one record. Their only loss against BYU at, in Provo. Really hostile crowd. Great game. Yeah. Um, they take care of the ball through the air and they run the ball a lot on the ground. Um, they're a really good fundamentally on the ground rushing team. They have a, a really good tailback in Reese, um, who's carried the ball for five touchdowns on the year so far. Um, and really kind of in a way is a little bit more of a kind of a speeder option than drill Brock is, but kind of the same, uh, Mm -hmm. dynamic and running back. Um, I think when you go to the receiving wise, you give the, uh, from Presley is the, the top wide out for Baylor. And then you go Hutchinson. I think it's a one, a conversation to a two, a conversation. Uh, when you talk about Hutchinson and Presley, Hutchinson could be the receiver, um, in the top receiver in the Big 12 this year. And then we go to defense. And I think defensively, um, you said Iowa State, and you, you, there are more put-together defense that I've seen so far. 
Uh, Baylor did have to go up against a really good BYU team. Iowa State had to go up against an Iowa team uh, that is very good on the defensive side of the ball, but yeah. not so good on the offensive side of the ball. Right. So each of them had their tests against a true, traditional, and good Power 5 football school. Mm-hmm. And one came out with a, an ugly win. One came out with an ugly loss. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely have st- stuff to prove with it both being their first conference game. I think it's going to be, um, you know, the, the rite of passage, I think, Baylor can take this BYU loss and, and shrug it off and go unde- not undefeated in the conference, but two losses, maybe three at best or three at most in conference mm-hmm. and kind of run the table and try to get to Dallas uh, to where Iowa State can go off of their, you know, we're riding on clown nine right now. It's first yeah. 3-0 and start since 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a lot of, you know, progression in all three phases. You had the Iowa game where the special teams looked tr- horrible. Uh, and then you had a really good def- uh, special teams unit game, I think, flipping around and going to um, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Defense has played outstanding. The the secondary, you can't speak enough to Anthony Johnson uh, playing that safety role uh, with Bo Freer, uh, Freeler. Excuse me. Uh, the, the linebacker play has been insane, um, and it's going to have to be really good in this game with a Baylor team that likes to run the ball mm-hmm. and are heavy runners. That front three and that second three of that 3-3-5 defense, yeah. that Haycock runs, are, is going to have to be really, really um, – you know, you're going to have to switch some guys out because they're going to be relied on to, uh, to make a lot of the stops for this defense. Um, when they throw it, they can't. They they have uh, thrown. He's thrown for four touchdowns. Shapen has, and a pick. Um, Deckers is thrown for eight touchdowns and three interceptions. Two of them in that Iowa uh, Iowa game. Um, we'd like to have that back. And then he had that one in the Semo game. Um, but he's cleaned up um, the game, and I think that the offense in in Tom Manning's eyes has gotten better in the time that he's been there. And you know, I th- I think this is going to be a great game. It's an early kickoff, eleven o'clock. Yeah. Right to start your your college football day with a great great matchup between two really good teams that yeah. honestly this is the the first brick of the foundation you lay down mm-hmm. um, to get to Dallas yeah. you know and, and and both teams want to get to Dallas both teams want to be both eligible by week seven um, you know week six week seven uh, they'd yeah. love to obviously both teams would love to be undefeated uh, Baylor saw that that loss so they'd love to be undefeated in conference play but you know I think it's gonna be a really good game historically matchup wise. Now, last year, Iowa State didn't play their best game, still came back, made it a close game, lost by two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been games before where a team gets out to a huge lead and the other team comes back. There have been brawls, fights. Yeah. I mean, this is everything. Yeah. It's not even a really a rivalry game. There's no rivalry mm-hmm. tied to it. It's just two teams that are very evenly matched up against each other, going absolutely toe-to-toe, knuckle-to-knuckle, fist-to-fist, face-mask-to-face-mask every single game. And this is going to be another knock it out, grind it out type of game where it comes going to come down to a late fourth quarter score. Um, you know, obviously me being an Iowa State fan, I hope Iowa State scores the the last and final yep. um, nail in the coffin. But should honestly, out of all the Big Twelve and Big Ten games, I think it's going to be one of the closer, if not the best game played, and it's going to be the the earliest kickoff. Yeah, I I think it's a good game. I like Iowa State by a touchdown, and my wild card for the game is. Uh, Jarrell Brock I just I'm really impressed with him I think this will be his coming out party so to speak I mean I know people know what he can do but I just get a sense that you know he's going to explode onto the scene here Saturday so anxious to watch this one Deckers is playing good football and uh, Iowa State's defense is always going to be solid so and I 
personally, I'm not sold on Baylor's passing game. And, uh, you know, I just – I like Iowa State at home in this spot. Absolutely. Let's go to the best team in the Big 12 in football, and that is Kansas Jayhawks. That's what they're <laughs> ranked. They're 3-0. and They yeah. have a win in conference, right. so they're, they're, they're going to get the, the best yeah. nod here. It's a surprising Jayhawks team, Marty. And, yeah. Into where last week I was like, all right, they're playing Houston, 24th ranked. Dana Holgerson's seen this team before, and we can put the – put the fairy dust away Kansas is done for 48 to 30 Kansas gets another dub I'm like okay this Kansas team either is putting on the biggest front I've ever seen or they're legit yeah and I think they're legit they have Jalen Daniels is a hell of a quarterback that no one's talking about Mm -hmm. five touchdowns in the win over Houston three through the air two on the ground quietly 14 to 23, 158 yards through the air. I mean, this they do it well all the time. I mean, he had he did have a fumble in the Houston game, but 158 yards through the air, 123 on the ground with 12 carries. And then the um, West Virginia game, 12 carries, 85 yards. And then um, Tennessee Tech, three carries, 29 yards. So that game obviously isn't going to be as um, highly uh, put on because he, would, he didn't play the full game. Yeah. But – a true dual threat quarterback that you're going to put out there. And I think early comps could go as far as a team that I think defensively and offensively schemes around the same. He's what early freshman, sophomore year Max Duggan mm-hmm. was to a TCU team. Okay. Yep. The Kansas team doesn't play horrible defense. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they're still Big 12 defense, so they, they yeah. let up some points. Yeah. But his threat running and passing-wise is is basically what a Max Dugan was in his prime. Mm-hmm. And I think that this Kansas team at home against mm-hmm. Duke, normally it's a heated rivalry in basketball on the hardwood. is going to be a nice rivalry that they have uh, you know, on the field. And, and Duke, you go in there, look at their schedule. They played a Temple team who's – not the greatest, yeah. But still, uh, you know, you could have played against a, a way weaker FCS school. Didn't mm-hmm. do it. Beat them thirty nothing. Beat Northwestern, who's shown flashes yeah. against Nebraska that they could score points. Mm-hmm. And then played North Carolina A and T and won. Yeah, they put up 30, 31, 49. I'm expecting a low basketball scoring game yeah. in a basketball type matchup. Should be a great game. Um, they're given they. Vegas loves Kansas. Yeah. Seven and a half point favorite at home. We talked about it too. When's the last time Kansas was favored at home? I know. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, you and I just used, for example, the last 50 games, how many times have they been a home favorite? I mean, I'm going to look it up. Sorry. I didn't come into the show here tonight, but, uh, you know, I, it's gotta be just a handful of times, maybe three, four times. Um, I mean, this is a program that's been in disarray, and Leopold has come in and really taken a hold of this program. Um, so I'm going to check in on Kansas uh, while I'm watching Iowa State, Baylor. Um, that's also an 11 a.m. kickoff. And, you know, I like Kansas uh, probably by at least 10 points um, Saturday. So uh, I want to see what they're all about. They got my attention, so I'm going to tune in. Absolutely. And you go to the Battle of Texas. Texas versus Texas Tech, the battle of the two and ones and the battle of the backup QBs. Yeah. Uh, you got Quinn Ewers, who 
I thought played absolutely amazing against Alabama. Mm -hmm. Obviously with that collarbone injury and then uh, Tyler Shaw out with the shoulder injury for Mm -hmm. Texas Tech. So it's card in for um, the Longhorns. And I would assume uh, Devon Smith in for Texas Tech. Now, Devon Smith to me is a run first pass second quarterback. And with how Texas looked against a dual threat quarterback in Young, Mm -hmm. until the latter parts of the game when Young got on that longer scramble, it worries me if I'm a Texas Tech Red Raider fan. Yeah. Just because they're going to know how to play defense Mm -hmm. uh, at Texas. Steve Sharkeesian is, I know, a great offensive mind. He can coach the first 25 plays like anyone. Um, And then when it comes to adjustments, that's where people really lean on him and and worry about his coaching. But – they're going to play some solid defense. And this mm-hmm. is still going to be like a 35-28 type of game. But if – I mean, Card knows he's the guy for the next four games, three, yeah. four games. Yeah. Prove – because when Ewers comes back, Ewers is the best football player that you're going to be able to put on the field. Yeah. And he already utilized that and showed that. Put your film – put your tape on there. Like put, put your film out to where you can show, hey, I can, I can really – be a quarterback at the D1 level. If you have to, then transfer. If mm-hmm. not, be be a backup and, and you know your role for when – if yours goes down again. But I think I value the, the matchup at – I think both teams are pretty even. Texas high-powered offense um, – Texas Tech high-powered offense, little to no defense. Texas yeah. pretty even – um, to where they've been in before. Usually it was all offense, no defense, or, yeah. you know, they had a couple years there where they were solid on defense, but mm-hmm. they couldn't move the ball to save their life. Mm-hmm. Now they're pretty even, about 50-50 on the ball. It's going to be who I trust more at quarterback, and I do, in this matchup, trust Card more than I trust uh, Texas Tech quarterback. So in that case, I would then go – I like the Longhorns in this one. Yeah, I'm leaning Longhorns. I, for me, the trust issues I have – or with Texas Tech defense, I think it's uh, they play garbage defense to be quite quite nice. Um, and you know, I think Bijan Robinson goes for 150 plus, and I like I like Texas by about 10 points. Yeah, and wrapping out seven o'clock kickoff, Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. After what they did in Nebraska, oh, oh, oh man, yeah. Yeah. they play a Kansas State team that took eight. Ugly loss against a two-lane team, yeah. scoring 10 points. We finally – you can't win ugly anymore. Once you mm-hmm. once you lose your first one, those ugly wins now are a glaring issue in Manhattan. And I think the defense is, is there, and they can utilize that in their bend but don't break. The offense, they cannot give the Bryce to Deuce Vaughn enough, and they cannot get the ball out of Adrian Martinez's hands quick, quick enough. Quick enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. This game could be a route early, yeah. And and yeah. I think that because because honestly, you look at an offense in that when when Casey Thompson has the ball for Nebraska, I think the offense is good yeah. and it moves really well. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that Purdy doesn't deserve a chance. I think both quarterbacks are insanely good. I think both could start for any mm-hmm. to most D1 programs that there are. But if Oklahoma was able to do that to a competent offense, yeah. What are they going to do yeah, in Norman, Oklahoma this weekend? Yeah. It's going to get ugly. Yeah. I, I I mean, I understand that the match has been close in years past, but uh, I'm going to put 
any bias or anything I have to decide. I'm going Boomer Sooner all the way. I think Oklahoma routes Kansas State. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give you much disagreement at all. Um, quick shout-out to – you had mentioned Tulane, 17-10 winner in Manhattan um, last Saturday. Uh, wide receiver coach John McMenamin was the head coach at Wayne State College um, from the uh, COVID period and then another year, and then uh, got the wide receiver's job offered to him at Tulane and took it. So congrats to him on the win um, in uh, Manhattan there last Saturday. But, no, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on this Oklahoma train. I, I, I like them coming in the Nebraska game last week, but, you know, Nebraska's got a lot of issues right now and, you know, too long to list. But the focus is on this Saturday. So having said that, um, I think this has the makings of fifty to ten to me. Um, I think it's. Get I think it's. Uh, you know, you, you're gonna want to tune in early because uh, they'll be looking. Uh, the announcers for the game, they'll they'll have all the uh, uh, garbage information for you on you know records and things like that. They'll be just be looking for fill space as far as airtime. So I no, it it gets absolutely ugly. K State gets bombed um, Saturday night in Norman. Yeah, and Michigan now finally plays a foot. Oh no, they don't. I thought they played the football <laughs> team, but they they got Maryland on the schedule, a, a, yeah. a better team than though they've had for their first four or three yeah. games. Mercenary uh, teams. It's just oh, man, and, and Maryland doesn't look terrible, mm. but with Tagovailoa at quarterback, yeah, I I wanted to see like dramatic steps and improvement, yeah. and I haven't seen that. No. This is if this is anything but a Michigan route, I'll be surprised. Yeah, well, and here's the deal with that is um, I just think that Maryland still hasn't caught up yet in the trenches in the Big Ten Conference. They've got good skill guys on the outside, and their defensive secondary is a pretty decent group. But uh, no, they're not ready for prime time. They're gonna uh, Michigan going away at home uh, against the Terrapins. And uh, moving on here, uh, we're going to check in on uh, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Um, the the Badgers, uh, who slipped up at home against Washington State, um, uh, bounced back to route New Mexico State, um, which is no shock. Uh, heading to Columbus, take on the high-powered Buckeyes. And uh, I just think uh, too much talent with Ohio State. It might be a game for the first quarter, two quarters, but uh, eventually Ohio State will get that two-score lead, and then they'll just continue to add to it, in my opinion. Um, I just think Ohio State's that, that good. Yeah, I think you could see kind of what you saw back in 2019, maybe a little bit more ugly. Uh, the mm-hmm. score was 34-21. Ohio State pulled away later in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, close for the first half. I think Michigan does a good enough job of really running the ball heavy. They have a absolute – uh, bell cow running back and, and a stud um that, allen, yeah. allen that's just yeah. i mean they he's and they bruiser yeah and they run the ball hard with him he's got 332 yards and five touchdowns on the on the uh, ground so averaging a little over 100 a game uh, but when you look at ohio state's offense and with cj stroud and and now all of a sudden it seems like we we talk about their one main receiver yeah, and then all of a sudden they get another one and yeah. another one. Yeah. So you talk about Smith and, and Jibba play on Sundays. Yeah, you talk about Smith and Jibba, and then all of a sudden 
Marvin Harrison Jr. comes into the picture. Yeah. And then uh, you have uh, Emeka Agigba. Yeah. Um, you have three or four receivers deep just with, with Stroud has at his arsenal passing-wise. And then you still have Henderson and Williams and all these guys that can run the ball mm-hmm. for 200 to 100 yards every other game. Ohio State's too powerful on offense. Yeah, uh, they're they're my favorite to win it all in the the Big Ten this year. Mm-hmm. I think a Michigan Ohio State game could be uh, imminent of to who goes in place for a Big Ten championship. Uh, but I think it's just it, they're just too high powered. This is the season uh, for for them to to right a lot of wrongs. And I would love to see them versus Georgia in like a national championship. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Vi would yeah. be just great to see Georgia's almost untouchable this year. Yeah. But I think Ohio State gives one of the better shots, you know, offensively. And they bring they pack a punch defensively too. So mm-hmm. I think it could be a like you said, an, a really tight matchup for the first two mm-hmm. quarters after after halftime when the adjustments are made. Ryan Day is really great at that. Yeah. Uh, this game could get super ugly. Yeah, exactly. And uh from there we'll head up to East Lansing. Um Minnesota Gophers um looking pretty sharp. Uh heading up to take on uh Mel Tucker, Michigan State. Um, a team that didn't look great at Washington last Saturday. Um, gave up a lot of points and a lot of yards and uh, just kind of looked lost for four quarters to me. Um, and, you know, Minnesota, um, you know, nothing real flashy. They Unfortunately, they did lose one of their main receivers last week to a broken leg. Um, Autumn Bell, um, the outside so, yeah, receiver. Their lead receiver. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's going to hurt them. But uh, you got to remember what they have in the backfield. <laughs> Mo Ibrahim. Yeah, baby. Mo Ibrahim, and uh, he's he's tough. I I actually like Minnesota on the road against Michigan State. Not real impressed with Michigan State's quarterback situation, and uh, you know I just don't. Uh, I don't know Michigan State. And then last year they got off to that eight zero start. Gave Mel Tucker that extension, you know. I, I don't know. I think you need to see a little bit more. But you know, in today's day and age, they want to lock up who they have, so they went ahead and backed the Brinks truck up for him. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see how this plays out. But I do like Minnesota in their ground game, uh, ground and pound, and that Minnesota defense is pretty salty too, man. Absolutely, give me the Gophers of Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. I like Tanner Morgan, too, quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, P.J. Fleck knows what he yep. gets out of that mm-hmm. fifth-year senior. And, uh, you know, poison the pocket, knows what to do with his reads. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think that P.J.'s done more with less in years past. Yeah. Now, obviously, leading losing your leading receiver in Bell hurts tremendously for yeah. this offense. Um if but it's it's going to be a next man up mentality yeah. for for them and I think I, I agree with you I think Michigan our Michigan State's on upset alert and in yeah. Vegas feels the same way they're giving three points to the road team yeah that that doesn't happen very often um you know and I think it's it's imminent of what could happen with their game against Washington mm-hmm. uh, you bring a team that's I feel like is more balanced and I wouldn't say polished on offense. But definitely more balanced and strategic on how they move the ball down the field yeah. with that offense that PJ Fleck has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look for look for the Gophers to start off and, and be a, a team that's going to start off. I would say four and zero on the year. They could be the team that comes out of the West yeah, at the end well of the year, and you're be, just yeah. like, oh, I forgot Minnesota. Yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. So yeah, it should be a good game though. I think it's it's going to be a close one. 
I, I like Minnesota to pull away at the end. Uh, give me give me by 10. I'll go 31-21. There you go. Um, yeah, I like Minnesota as well. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 28-17 Gophers. Um, and then uh, the other nightcap here, uh, my Hawkeyes head out to uh, Piscataway to take on uh, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Um, obviously, Iowa got a win at home last week against a, a not very good Nevada Actually, team. Actually, Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, yeah. About uh, 1.30 uh, in the morning, they walked off the field there in Iowa City. Um, just outstanding lightning display and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, so Iowa scored 27 points. But, you know, they played about six and a half hours. So right. um, it took that long to get I got, 27 points. I went to a wedding, got drunk, sobered up, and watched the final <laughs> yeah. kneel down. Yeah. It took that long. Exactly. No, I didn't. It, but it, yeah. I was, we, were, we, were, we were out, and I was like, there's, there's no way this game's still going on. I thought it was a rerun. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. we experienced this long of a lightning delay. And, you know, if, if, if that's what it takes for Iowa to score 27 points, yeah. Bring on the rain. Yeah, that's right. The, and I hope it's downpouring <laughs> at Shy Stadium on Saturday because I think this is, uh, you know, it's a 3-0 Rutgers team that isn't, to, to me on paper, doesn't wow me no. enough to where a, a team that's that I would give points away from Iowa on would be a team that is competent on defense yeah. but extremely – outgoing and and exceptional on offense yeah because you i mean iowa state is kind of that i feel like they're really good on offense Mm -hmm. and they're pretty sound on defense and they went into iowa and won that game Mm -hmm. i think for a team to go up against that defense because although they're sitting at two and one and they have one of the ugliest offenses in Mm -hmm. all of college football Mm -hmm. they are legit top five in almost every category on defense defensively so and, and to me, Rutgers doesn't pose enough of a threat on offense. No. Um, 34 points a game. Uh, they play pretty well on the defensive side. They don't allow rushing yards, which is which scares me a little bit if I'm Iowa because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you can't run the ball, which Iowa hasn't been able to do a ton of this year, 92-ish oh. yards oh. on the ground, yep. you've put the ball into Petrus' hands to throw it. Yep. And you have to have a complete and solid game out of him on the road in a yeah. in a first real big road game for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just it worries me that a game at night in in adequate conditions where the ball isn't wet and and you aren't forced to run it, mm-hmm. where if a Rutgers loads the box and forces Peters to throw it, if they lock up on Laporta and they lock up on uh, Regani. Mm-hmm. Could could be closer yeah. than what we think, yeah. but yeah. with all that being said, I, Spencer has to have a game, and and the the coaching staff knows it that there's a game where he's going to wow people and pop off and hit his receivers in stride, yeah. and be over seventy five percent completion, and I think that game is Rutgers this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I thought he played exceptionally well in the game against Iowa State in the second quarter and. Th- beyond mm-hmm. first quarter had a couple incompletions yeah. um last year but there's always a game that and i've seen out of him of his three or four years at iowa where through the season he plays mediocre at best football yeah. and has one or two games where you're like 
there's no way that's the same quarterback. No. And I think that with the the trouble Rutgers has on defense, this will be the game where he 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 really puffs his chest and shows that he can be a starting quarterback for the Hawkeyes. And I think Iowa, if the game can get into their favor early, mm-hmm. this could be one that they run away with. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Iowa, one thing I, I've seen is the emergence of freshman running back uh, Caleb Johnson. Um, Caleb Johnson, uh, Hamilton, Ohio running back. True freshman has really looked really good, um, and he's kind of emerging there out of the backfield. He's got a little bit of an extra gear to him. And, uh, you know, I like Iowa. I think Petrus will play a decent game. I What you see is what you get with him. But, you know, you can always count on the Iowa defense and Iowa special teams to play a solid game. And uh, I look for Iowa to win this game about 24-7. Uh, to 7. Gotcha. I'll put a little player stat on here, too. And a guy that's been playing – absolutely incredible is OABCIG's own Cooper DeGene. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a prop to where Cooper DeGene has a pick in this game. I think he yeah. gets another pick. Yep. That'll be his, I think, third or third. fourth yep. on the, the yep. year. Um, dude's a ball hawk. I mean, watched yeah. him in the Iowa game, watched him a little bit in the South Dakota State uh, game. Dude's literally all over the field for a DB. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's a freak athlete. We, we've yeah. seen that from his progression in high school. He fits that mold of cornerback in Iowa really well. Um, if his progression is going the way that it's going, I mean, we're going to start seeing this guy on Sundays a lot. Yeah, just because yeah. of how how big and physical and, you know, he's not afraid of any matchup. He can out-jump no, a lot of the guys yeah. in the room. Uh, he went toe-to-toe with Xavier Hutchinson, I thought, extremely well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's a matchup problem to where – we talked about it all year last year is no one wants to throw over to Riley Moss's side. And yeah. drivefully so. The guy had the most interceptions in all the yeah. Big Ten uh, last year. Now, all of a sudden, he blankets one side of the field and Cooper blankets the other side. Where are you throwing it to? Yeah. Are you throwing it in the middle of the field with those safeties and those linebackers? No, I'm not. Yeah. So then, okay, now you have to run the ball. Now you just made a team one-dimensional. That's exactly yeah. where Iowa wants to sit. Yeah. I think Cooper DeGene has another good game. He's had an outstanding uh, year for for the these Hawkeyes, and I think it's just going to keep getting better for him. Yeah, I mean his instincts are off the charts. You know, I you can tell he's probably a guy that really watches film closely. But I mean, instinctively and just the athleticism that he possesses um, is a difference maker on that def- in that de- defensive secondary for Iowa. Yeah, should um, be should be good games to watch. Uh, three three ones we liked out of the Big Ten and Big Twelve uh, for this week, but you know. I, it's college football, and some crazy stuff's already happened in three weeks. So yep. I would, we'd be hard pressed to sit here and say that we're comfortable with what we picked. And you know, we'll meet back next week and and go over everything. And hopefully, your hot guys are three and one, and my cyclones are four and zero. Oh. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Appreciate you guys listening in, and uh, thanks to uh, Firehouse and Docs downtown Sioux City. Go go check them out this Saturday and Sunday for all the football action. And uh, our good friends, uh, Fairway Grocery Store, is our tailgate sponsor. We'll talk to you guys next week.